on 2SM and the Super Network. High Tide. Thanks to Shimano. Tomorrow's tackle today. If only I could go. Five after six here on High Tide. Good to have the pleasure of your company this morning. The uh, Sydney Harbour Pitwater Botany Bay forecast for today. Not looking too bad. Variable about 10 knots for the winds. Seas below 0.5 of a metre. Chance of a thunderstorm. 70% chance of a rain for Broken Bay to Port Hacking for the uh, Sydney coastal waters. Not that dissimilar. Uh, South easterly swell 1 to 1.5 tending south around 1 metre by early evening. So not looking too bad, Blakey. It sounds good. And by the way, if you want carrots tips, Doomed in race 8, number 8. Scone, race 4, number 19. Melbourne, race 7, number 3. And Adelaide, race 7, number 16. Not surprised he tipped Giga, giga kick. kick. Yeah, he yeah, does. Now, who are we going to speak to Peter Richards today? Mm. Steve Bowler gave him a good rap and said he's an F100 man. Got to be happy with that. That's good it. morning. Uh-oh. Where is he? Uh, Press so the button. Yeah. Morning, Peter. How you going? We're good. Steve said you collect F-100s. Yeah, mate. Yeah, collect, collect guns and F-100s, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what a combination. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that's good. So which yeah. is bigger, the F-100 collection or the gun collection? Um, probably the gun collection. Yeah, I've only got a dozen trucks. So, yeah. <laughs> a dozen. you got nearly as many as Kieran. Yeah. <laughs> Not F100. I'd like to have a few. Yes. Uh, uh, oh, it's good. Now, what's uh, the question? We're going to talk about old West guns. We see yeah. all the old Westerns where people just pick up this Colt 45 and shoot and keep yeah. shooting. Can you actually do that, or is it you'd be sitting the side of a barn if you're lucky? No, they run uh, five in one blank in the Westerns, so they have a, uh, a blank that runs in five different calibers, so uh, they can use a a multitude of different guns and, and still run the one blank. But uh, the, the old Westerns, they, uh, I think it's just the sound guys that just kept them going. And, and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, they're pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And have you got a bit of a gun shop, have you? Yeah, mate. Yeah, old West guns is at Cundabung, so I'm sort of uh, between Kempsey and Port Macquarie on the mid-north coast. So I sort of specialise in old Winchesters and things like that. Oh, but, wow. Uh, Sell all sorts of stuff, yeah. Mainly fishing, uh, mainly um, hunting and uh, archery sort of stuff as well. But it's only a, it's just a hobby that got out of hand on my farm here at Cunderbunk, yeah. Okay. Now, with some of these old Winchesters, do you restore them or would they get passed to use by or they get too much rust on them? What do you do? No, no, we uh, we do a few up too. I've got a, a, a couple of gunsmiths I work with and. Uh, uh, we strip a lot out. If they're too far gone, we strip them for parts to keep some other old girls going. So, yeah, it's a bit like the trucks, you know. You can <laughs> have a few there. We've got a bit of a wrecking yard for them. So, uh, yeah, keep a lot of parts or bring stuff in from the States. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. You don't, you know. And gunsmith, now, that's something you don't hear of people, you know, very often nowadays. You know, don't, no, like saddlers. Yeah. That's it. But, uh, I wonder if there's an apprenticeship for that. That would be an interesting one. Apparently, there hasn't been an apprenticeship in Australia since 1966, I was told. But um, uh, I was going to do it when I left school as an armourer through the army. Is was, was about the only way you can do it. But um, uh, people travel overseas and, and do the course or um, do a correspondence and, and, you know, just do a toolmaker or a fitter and machinist course and do it that way. Yeah. Interesting yeah. one. Yeah. But, uh, 
Uh, you know, all these arts are being lost, aren't they? It's yeah. a shame, isn't it? Yeah. Like blacksmithing and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, it's all uh, it's all like in, in vehicles and then it's all removed and replaced now, isn't it? They don't fix things anymore. They just um, change our parts, you know? Yeah. Yes. And, you know, it was funny. I started my career as an auto electrician and got out of it for that that reason. You weren't actually fixing everything, anything. You were just pulling stuff out and replacing it. Where, yeah. Where's the... Whereas the, the only joy you had out of it was fault finding, <laughs> yeah, diagnosis. Right. Yeah. yeah, but that, that's how it's gone now. And um, I mean, things are computerised. Like my my newest two F trucks, I've got the computer I can plug in, and they tell me what's wrong with them, and you can pull the parts off. You know, is is good. But um, the older girls, it's a bit more of an art, isn't it? You got to work out what's wrong. They don't talk to you. Yeah, the apprentices have trouble when you say try and go, diagnose it. Hmm? What are you talking about? Don't forget yeah. the computer. Just go and diagnose it. <laughs> That's right. That's right. My yeah. old my old boss used to say. I used to ask him, "What do you think?" Because you know, back in the days when power windows and power mirrors and everything were first coming into cars, I'd say to him, "What do you think about all these these electronic components they're adding to the car?" Oh, it's fantastic! They've secured our future for the next one hundred <laughs> years. Put it all, putting every bit of electronics into a car because it's all going to break. Yeah, he was right, wasn't he? Dead right, yes. dead right. Yeah. yeah, and the more the more they put in, it's the same with outboard motors on your boats and things like that, isn't it? You know, well, some of, some of the new outboards do not have an adjustable linkage on them. Everything is done by the computer. Yeah, yeah. So. We're relying too much on them, aren't we? We are, we are. But, but things like that sort of play into your hands too, you know, uh, particularly with the guns because, you know, people will, will still have them. They'll have them for recreational use. They'll have them for collector's purposes as yeah. well. So they need somebody who can, you know, um, fix them and knows where to get parts and things like that. So you become more valuable to the community. Oh, well, I hope so. But I, I tell people when they buy a gun, you know, if you look after it, you your great-grandkids will have it, you know. Yeah. So, uh, And it's the same with fishing gear and boats and all that as well. You know, if you look after it, it'll look after you. But, uh, you know, I've got guns there from 1854 that are still shootable, you know. So if you look after them, they'll, they'll last through the generations, you know. You must be a good man. PJ's just sent me a text saying, say hello to him for me. Oh, I was talking to PJ yesterday. He's a legend, isn't he? <laughs> Just asking. <laughs> oh, oh, PJ. Come on. Oh. Peter won't speak to me now. <laughs> yeah, I don't sure blame him. Yeah. Hey, That's Peter, it. thank you so much for your time this morning. A very interesting chat. Good to have you on, boys. Have a okay. good morning. Thanks, Peter. Bye. See you, there boys. You go. Uh, Ronnie Abilla sent me a message, and I should mention it too. Lake Lyle's on next weekend, uh, fishing comp up there, yeah. the answer comp. They'll have over 100 fish shows up there. bit cold up there. bit cold They're anywhere at the moment, isn't it? Staying in tents at Lake Lyle. Staying in tents. Tents. Well, I... Right up this way. You hey, hear yourself to Swanee. They will need alcohol. They will need alcohol. <laughs> well, I don't know. See, like, I I used to go camping uh, with a group of people that, uh, well, one particular family, I mean, it was the size of, their tent was the size of the house. Okay. And they had heaters, they uh, had everything. That's, that's, that's not camping. That's what I said. That's what I said. That's not camping. <laughs> there was, the kids go to Narraboon, the caravan park there and camp, and uh, I went over there, uh, 18 months ago, Christmas time, and here's a fella got a half decent sized tent, and he's got an air conditioner hanging out of it. <laughs> I'll fly an air conditioner mounted up a thing, keeping the tent cool. <laughs> well, I suppose if you can do it, why not? But I don't know, it's just that's not camping to me. Now, question from Ronnie Abdullah as well. He's got a, a four stroke 30 Suzuki, and he said it's uh, steering's a bit loose on it. On the midsection, 
just under the pick shaft that comes in and the motor pivots on. Yep. There's a, a nut there that you can tighten up a little bit and it's onto a brake pad type of thing. So that's how you adjust your, your steering tension on those. There just nip go, it up really? a little bit. That's all you have to do. For free advice, just call Al. Yeah. Thirteen, twelve, sixty-nine. What, what would be the most um, the most asked question? Uh, used to be oil ratios. Yeah, mixing oil with fuel. Um, nowadays, there's not that much. Um, it, it's diversified. It depends on the people, what they're doing, what's going on. Um, when someone's looking at a boat, we're trying to work out what's going to suit their needs, what they're towing. What they're, you, you, you want to buy something what you're going to use majority of the time, not something I yeah. might go and stay in it once or twice a year or something like that. Well, put yourself out to do that. Have it for what you're going to fish or going to cruise, you're going to ski type of thing. Set, it, set the boat up for, for 98% of the time, not the 2% of the time. And that's the thing about you know going to somebody like you because it's not just about flogging a person a boat. It's about giving them a boat that's going to... To be able to service what they want to do that's with right. it, you know, and you, you try- might go out once offshore, but the rest of your time is going to be that's in right. the Hawkesbury. So yeah. you get a boat appropriate for that's that. Right. Yeah, and you know, you just got to adjust the expectations. And every boat is a compromise. You cannot get a boat that will do everything. Yeah. It doesn't matter what it is. Yeah, it won't do everything. Yeah, and <laughs> yeah, that that is so true. And, and space is always a compromise on boats as well. Yeah, it doesn't matter how big it is, you'll fill it up with rubbish. Yeah, you'll find, you'll still be, where am I going to put this? Where am I going to put that? If it was Kieran's case, we'd have to have, you know, um, P&O oh, Cruiser or tow, something like that. You need three houseboats behind you to put it all in, don't you, Kieran? Let me show you. I'll just tell you this. I had a wife and I couldn't get her to do everything. Oh, I'm not going there. <laughs> Hang no, on. I'm not going it's there. It's Mother's Day tomorrow. <laughs> You're not going to get yourself out of trouble now. Here I am. <laughs> I got I got a message for you, Mr. Blake. Yes. From PJ. Yeah. Ouch. Talking sport. I listen to Talking Sport because you guys discuss team dynamics better than anyone and the seasons are just starting to get cracking so we're seeing some form and we're looking towards grand final day. But I also listen to Talking Sport because of Johnny, mate. We just love the passion. That's why I listen to Talking Sport. Good on you, Johnny. Weekdays from three. Worried about you, Peppy? Are you increasingly worried? You know, you're a relatively young man but you just get so cranky at times. Mm. Graham, does he walk outside and shout at passing clouds? Do you know how they say, you know, go hard or go home and all that. Oh, yeah. They seriously underestimate my desire to go home. <laughs> this is 2SM. Ah, good afternoon, boys. You're, you're like a psychiatrist, the three of you. you. I've never been to a psychiatrist, by the way, but I'm just letting you know that's how soothing. The invoice is on its way. Yes. Mate, I'm, I'm laying in hospital with my wife. Actually, we're both in here. I come in on Friday and it collapsed and so. And the doctor said to me, so I said, it's the stress the people on the radio put on me. <laughs> Talking Sport, weekdays from three. Walking regularly to school is a great way to exercise. Friday the 19th of May is National Walk Safely to School Day. And remember, active kids are healthy kids. Find us at walk.com.au, Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. Choices Flooring understands that we all have different needs for our homes. So, what's your lifestyle? Whether you're a busy family or need healthier solutions, love natural fibres and textures or just want the ultimate in luxury, you'll find the right choice for your lifestyle at our What's Your Lifestyle sale. So go online and view all of our What's Your Lifestyle sale catalogues, packed full of savings, inspiration and chances to win. Choices Flooring, the floor you've been searching for.
You know, a flat tyre is no problem at all when you carry the amazing Easy Jack in the boot of your car. With the Easy Jack, you can raise and lower the height of your vehicle at the push of a button. Easy Jack comes with its own rattle gun, so you can loosen and tighten those hard-to-budge wheel nuts. Easy Jack simply plugs into your car's 12-volt power source. So go to Easy Jack, that's E-Z-I-J-A-K dot com dot A-U, or phone Rebecca on 0427 you don't have to be a golfer to enjoy Twin Creeks Golf and Country Club. Apart from its immaculate 18-hole past 72 championship layout, Twin Creeks boasts superb catering facilities inside their luxurious, beautifully appointed clubhouse. The perfect destination for that challenging game of golf and the ideal venue for corporate golf days and any kind of group function or special event. Find out more at TwinCreeksGolf.com.au or call Twin Creeks Golf and Country Club on 9670-8888. Arborvitae Health Supplements are now available at leading chemists and health food stores nationwide. Ask for Arborvitae at your favourite pharmacy. Listen to 2SM online. 2SMSuperNetwork.com More of High Tide on 2SM and the Super Network. Thanks to Shimano. Tomorrow's tackle today. 18 after 6 here on High Tide. Grant Boyden, Alan Blake and Kieran Ricky with you this morning. I want to chat to you before the top of the hour about uh, Blake's Marine and find out uh, a couple of little things. But we should catch up with Greg Reed who joins us online. Good morning, Greg. Good morning. How are we? Good. Did we go for a surf during the week? My, you've got your little cotton socks I did. <laughs> really? Oh, yeah. What, what size did you have? Um, well, we have what's called a bay swell. So oh. in Jervis Bay, that's a cultural event. Yeah. Right, and you won't get a tradesman for days. <laughs> <laughs> right, no, you seriously, you won't get the tradesman of at least for the morning of the bay swell. So a bay swell is where we get Waves. Oh, I shouldn't let the cat out of bag, should I? But no. <laughs> um, we, we get we get a bait. We get surf waves at Huskisson. Of what size? So, what's that? What size are the waves? Uh, round about from sort of overhead to double overhead. Nice. Okay. And that's when you're standing there. So overhead is when you're standing there. It's like your height above your head, and then double overhead is double your height yeah. overhead. And then it can sort of sort of scale up from there just a little bit, but it's got to be basically. We we need about at least three meters for the reefs to start working, so it's got to be at least sort of, you know, it's got to be four to six meters outside. And I can tell you now that Sydney had recorded one wave of twenty meters during that event, one wave only, probably, um, one very short peak of twenty meters. So we had consistently about twelve meters down here. Did you see the boys off wedding cake? Oh, mate, I did, yeah. Yeah, I'm a weather nerd. So so this fetch, so it, it was basically blowing 55, gusting up to 58 from Montague from about 12.30 on the Sunday, um, southwest, and it was flat. The ocean was flat on Sunday night, and it was absolutely pumping by Monday morning. So that fetch sort of extended from about... Uh, Probably a bit south of Montague, sort of maybe maybe down about Eden, but certainly from Montague to about Sydney, that that fetch extended out to sea. It was actually south southwest winds out to sea, 
So it was a very straight south swell. So, yeah, we woke up Monday morning and, it, and, and the bay's just, you know, in, in the old school. It's probably six foot plus, um, bang offshore. And, um, you know, there's one point break there peeling for a couple of hundred metres. Okay. And, yeah, and you're not, you just, prior to that, the fishing was okay. But after that, forget it. Like, it's been sort of four four to five metres all week because it then got replaced by another really long range um, south swell that sort of generated off the polar caps and it's slowly abating and now the weekend's come and now it's good. It's got good now. And just before we talk about fishing, I just want to jump out in and say something. They're not so bad now, the morning uh, news shows on TV, but once upon a time you'd see a guy out you know, surfing a cyclone swell and they'd be, oh, what an idiot. You know, I mean, he's putting you know, rescuers at danger. These are professional surfers that have been surfing their entire life. They train every single day of the year. They never have a pie with sauce and chips. They're always out there making sure that they're absolutely fit as hell so that when a 40-metre swell comes through, or a 40-foot swell comes through, they are ready to go. Do not criticise them. They know what they're doing. Yeah, for that stuff, all that footage that happened for Sydney for Wedding Cake Island, definitely, those guys are just there right at the right at the point here. Oh, look, um, Howie was out there, Vase was out there, Wilmot was out there. These are all, you know, for yeah. those that are into big wave surfing, these guys are respected. Yeah, and that is that is genuine big wave surfing, you know. Um, but then again, there's a whole bunch of us that just live down here and surf and fish and dive, and that's why we live on the south coast too. Yeah. But you, you're on the water every waves. day. Yeah, they were big waves, but they weren't big waves like the wedding. That that yeah. wedding cake was just like next level again. That's 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 where that's where you do get like a, a a ten to fourteen meter swell actually hit an open ocean reef, and and you're feeling the full force of it. Whereas if you look at what comes into Huskisson, it's actually got to come. It's got a wrap. Uh, I would say thirty degrees. And then it's got to come five miles into the bay and it's got to go over a series of reefs. So it does taper off a bit, but you still, you know, like double overhead, double overhead at the end of the day. It's good fun. Yeah, and, okay. and you're looking for a softer wave more than a uh, barreling wave. Okay, now after the swells drop, where do we go fishing? Yeah, well, that's the thing now. So now, now it's good. I'd be um, starting on the 30-metre contour out the front. Um, and I wouldn't be getting up early. For, for me... Today, it's all about the afternoon bite. And you've got three bite triggers this afternoon. Um, you've got a moon set at about, I think the moon set's at about 1.30. Then you've got a tide change at about 3.30. And then you've got a change of light period right on sunset. So I wouldn't be hurrying um, because the, the wind's, um, wind's right down. Um, so I'd be hitting around about 30 metre mark, which is where the sand line sort of starts to meet the reef, um, out the front underneath the cliffs. Those areas that aren't in sanctuary zone, uh, and I'd be fishing for snappers because it's going to bring the reds in real. The reds come in real close after this, and we'll probably start. The water's still really warm, um, but we're getting into that part of the year where the water should start to cool shortly. But the water's still twenty point five, so freezing outside, but like really warm in. Um, there's been up to this event. There's been good reports of uh, legal kings around the headlands, still Benito and Taylor. So it's a really, it's just a really probably one of the better weekends of the year. Like you've just got all those summer, spe- what, what we think of as summer species hanging around. But um, the big blow is going to certainly uh, fire up the reds. All the beaches are going to be different now. Um, there's still a fair bit of swell on the open beaches at the moment, particularly south of the bay. Uh, but you should find yourself in the gutter right on sunset with a reasonably enough water to sort of um, uh, pull some salmon and tailor. 
out. Um, the bay's actually recovered pretty good, so there's been plenty of squid right around the edges. And I would actually start to think about using squid now for kingfish, uh, whereas most of summer it's all about slimy mackerel, maybe even yellowtail. Um, at this time of year, you can switch over to squid, but I reckon that's a waste of a good feed because squid are just way too nice. Too <laughs> I'm with you. Yeah. Yeah, I'd rather go eat 10 squid than a, than a kingfish. But um, kingfish obviously much more, much more fun to catch. Um, basin itself, though, getting into the estuary, sort of, yeah, it's really started to, to taper off now, uh, particularly with that cold swell, uh, cold swell, cold spill, where, um, yeah, we had snow up the hill at Sassafras. Uh, water temps in there now around about 16 to 17, so the, the surface bites come off. Um, you're, a, you're looking at a bite on the edges now, or out towards the middle, start to use your blades and um, starting to fish those schoolfish now deep from the water and carry a stick bait with you because the big choppers um, are getting about on the surface and just keep your eye out on the turns for those. But um, all in all, it's a, it's a great weekend for it. Weather's looking awesome. Uh, water's looking good. Everything's had a good stir up. So, um, you know, I expect um, the snapper bite to be pretty good this weekend, this afternoon. And don't forget to use the pro lures. Yeah, yep. Yeah, I'd say for the snappers, the uh, 110 and the 160 mil in the Prey Minnow XT, that's our new extra tough um, stretchy version. And that's uh, jerkbait minnow. Fish that on about a one quarter. 10-pound braid, 16-pound litre, and uh, job's done. You'll come home with the goods. Okay. No All worries. Right. He's Thank optimistic. You. He hasn't seen me fish, has he? he no. You'll come home with the goods. I'm going to... Yeah. I Yeah, you'll come home with the goods. Yeah, I'll give you the bite time, so it's not just about tide change, it's moon change. <laughs> moon, moon rise and moon set. I don't like it down here when the moon's in the sky. Yeah. So it just... Um, it doesn't fish as well. So as soon as that moon... Uh, drops below the horizon this afternoon. I think it's about 1.28pm. There's one trigger. There's your high tide after that. And then you, there's your sunrise and your sunset um, this afternoon in the morning. I reckon I'm tipping. Could be slow, but, you know, I, I, they are fish. I'll do what they want. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, okay. Greg. All right. Okay, sir. Have Thanks. a great weekend. You too. Greg Reid. He's very keen fish and surfer. Yeah. Just a water baby. You know, and, and that's it. So many people that that are into fishing or into boating or into sailing or into surfing or into all of those sorts of things. That's what it's all about, getting out and enjoying them. It what, is. is what, whatever you're doing, if you're smiling, you're doing it right. Yeah, so what you've got to remember there is a lot of people go fishing, say, this morning and wonder why they're not catching anything because they haven't listened to what Greg said. The moon. The moon. One twenty-eight p.m. It's so written fishing down. at one twenty-nine. Where you go? No, that's too late. One twenty-eight. No, it's down. Then he said, "What's no moon in the sky?" Yeah. Well, it sets at one twenty-eight yeah. p.m. So you go fishing. He, at he said, well, uh, "Mate, I'm taking his advice." He said, "One twenty-eight. I won't be there at one twenty-seven or one twenty-nine. I guarantee you that. You've got to be a stickler for the rules." <laughs> there you go. This is high tide. Twenty-nine minutes after, or twenty-eight minutes, in fact, after six. Our health system is seriously stretched. Now is not the time to mess with medicine supply, but the government is going to make medicine shortages worse by introducing 60-day dispensing. With the TGA reporting over 395 medicines already in short supply, this plan will make it harder for you to get the medicines you need. Take action at medicineshortages.com.au to ensure all patients receive their medicines when they need them. Thank you for supporting your local community pharmacy. Authorised by Suzanne Greenwood, the Pharmacy Guild of Australia, Canberra. Inflation has hit 7.8%. Interest rates have increased by another 0.25%.
Let's focus on the number one. One is powerful. One act of kindness can produce a flood of joyful tears. And one dollar means two meals for someone doing it tough. Donate at foodbank.org.au One dollar donated is two meals created. Donate at foodbank.org.au For over 40 years, Kubota have worked the Australian landscape and faced its challenges. From first light to sunset, our agriculture and construction range works with power and versatility that you can rely on. From our mid-size to professional tractors, dependable mowers, zero tail swing or conventional excavators and more. Kubota is building and shaping the future. Visit kubota.com.au or head to your nearest dealer to learn more. The seven-seat Kia Sorento, Kia's most awarded large SUV ever. Unlike any other SUV in Australia, the unrivaled Kia Sorento is available in diesel, petrol, hybrid and plug-in hybrid technologies. The Kia Sorento, awarded and unmatched like no other seven-seat SUV. To find out more, visit kia.com.au or visit your nearest Kia dealer. Kia, movement that inspires. With more and more people preferring to shop online these days, a new website from List Designs can help you harness the potential of these customers. List Designs will create a website that's affordable, functional and looks fantastic. Mention 2SM and get a new HTML or WordPress 10-page website tailor-made for your specific requirements from just $600. Go to listdesigns.com.au or call List Designs on 040404-2492. Do you suffer from mild arthritis, osteo and other aches and pains? With its natural organic ingredients, Stiff Sore and Sorry Pain Relief Gel might assist you. Always read the label, use only as directed and if symptoms persist, see your healthcare professional. Look for Stiff Sore and Sorry Pain Relief Gel at pharmacies and health food stores everywhere. To find the location of your nearest Stiff Sore and Sorry stockers, go to loveoilcollection.com.au or phone Ray on 040 This is 2SM, Sydney. More of High Tide on 2SM and the Super Network. Thanks to Shimano. Tomorrow's tackle today. If only I could go. 28 minutes away from 7 here on High Tide. Not a bad day to get out and get amongst it today. Mr Blake? Yes, it'd be a good day for it, but let's go up to Maruchidor. Swanee and Yvonne, good morning. Good morning, how are you? We're good. Are the crabs still on? I don't know. I've been too Kieran's still up there. <laughs> oh, you've been crook. Kieran gave you the no, bug, yeah, did he? Virus, mate. Yeah, at least I had a legitimate excuse for not doing last Saturday. Yes, and, I've been, <laughs> and I've been the nurse. You've been the nurse? Yeah, well, not, guess what? Not that's, only that's him. That's I'm still crook. Not only am I bad, Kieran, as well, so there yeah. you go. <laughs> You're worth more money. You are dead set. You Actually, you should be given a gold two, medal. Two babies to look after. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, anyhow, quick cheerio to Lenny. Yes, he was his birthday. birthday. Yeah. yeah. Listen, here's a quick poem. One I did years ago for Lenny. It's just called Lucky Lenny. Liking, I love him, but don't get me wrong. He's not a bad bloke for a 10-pound pom. From a land where the natives aren't fond of a tub, he took to our waters like a pig to the scrub. He put on some water skis just for a lark. For a couple of goes, we're like trolling for sharks. And in Lenny's book, there's no word for failure. 
a bit more effort, he could have been champion of Australia. But in his life, he knew something was missing till he caught the disease, the one we call fishing. He took to the horse, Hawkesbury, with patience and grace. For a couple of years, no catfish was safe. But just like his skiing, he mastered the art. A pretty good effort from one from the old art. If you're down on, if you're feeling a bit down, and you feel like some jollies, go fishing with Lenny, but watch his boiled lollies. Ten pound pommy. Haven't heard that for a while. I wonder if there'd be a lot of people that wouldn't know what a ten pound pommy is yes, anymore, would there? Uh, anyway, yeah, we we were fortunate enough to fish with Lenny at the Vines one time there with Lenny's boat. It was like fishing in a corner shop. <laughs> oh, unbelievable. Eskies everywhere for prawns, lollies, drinks. You it, name it, mate. It's the only boat I've ever seen come in with wheat growing in the back of it. <laughs> we had Burley in there and some would get caught between the floor and the back of the boat and the wheat started to grow oh. in there. <laughs> Morning, Lenny. <laughs> I hope he's listening. He will be. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's one of nature's gentlemen. I know it's an old saying, but he is definitely one of nature's gentlemen. Well, I know I know my son's, one of his fondest memories is going up to uh, Windermere with Lenny some 28 years ago. Yeah. So when he's only 12 years old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lovely, yeah, lovely, mate. Yeah. Yeah. I did another one about him too when he broke his Loomis rod, but I've looked everywhere for it and I can't find him. But if I get it out, I'll do it one day. But anyhow, okay. lousy weather again, boys. But we've had, you know, last week and the week before, perfect weather, yeah, and uh, plenty of fish. But this week it's just been blowing us backside off again from the south-west and south-east. And today's no better. This weekend's going to be no better, up to 20, 25 knots. Rain. Uh, yeah, rain squalls coming over. Mm. Uh, stick to the estuaries, definitely stick to the estuaries. Um, it's a shame too, there's a few blue marlins start to show up. Uh, I know uh, uh, young Jay rang him the other week and he said they got a, a, a 150 kilo one down off, uh, I think it was off Morton Island. Yeah, out wide off Morton Island, I think somewhere out there. But uh, yeah, there's a few starting to show up, he said. Uh, and there were plenty of amberjacks out there too in the deeper water but then uh, that's going to be on hold until we get some decent weather again um, there was a few nice dew taken off the beach too on the full moon last weekend a lot of mangrove jack too but this cold snap that we've had, we had our coldest day on Monday, the coldest day ever on record at the airport here 3 degrees Wow, <laughs> that is not Queensland weather I'll tell you but, but, uh, climate change yeah, well, yeah, yeah, global warming. Yeah, no, I love it. Kieran, <laughs> Kieran. Kieran, he goes back next week. Hey, Kieran, how are you? Might as well blame me for everything else. Yeah, yeah, we kicked him out last night early because uh, he, he he had to go to work. So in the he morning. never knows when to leave. There <laughs> he does when the grog's gone out. <laughs> the what? The when grog. there's no grog, when we run out of the bourbon, run, run out, out of, out of coke. Is the main thing. <laughs> no. uh, anyway, yeah, well, now, there's been a few jacks in the river, but, uh, you know, you probably, uh, you know, the moon's gone now, but if, if you've uh, got a small tinny or a kayak, get right up in the creeks and you, you'll probably end up, you could get a, a jack, but, you know, it's, it's a lousy weather day, but 
Uh, still a few flathead around. Uh, this coal snap will probably the bring might bring the brim on a bit earlier. Um, if you're desperate for a fish, uh, I've mentioned it a few times there. If you get down to Channel Island, down near the mouth, and tuck yourself in on the northern side of it, you'll get out of the southwest of there or southeast or whatever, the, anything from the south. The fish that gather along the island there with strips of mullet this time of year, and uh, you should pick yourself up a feed of brim. Uh, generally, that's about it. Like I say, the crabs, I don't know what's going on with the crabs because I, I was going to play hell with them at Merry Hell with a stick and uh, over the full moon and get the pots in and get a nice feed of crabs, but uh, that's going to have to wait for the next full moon now. Um, yeah, I talked to the Beard of Knowledge up at the local there last week and uh, his son, they went up to Carey Creek, which is halfway into Tin Cam Bay from Gympie. Uh, they go up there all the time, and they went up there with the purpose of uh, bringing home a big feed of crabs. But uh, in five days, they only got 12 keepers. Wow. But they got a lot of crabs, a lot of undersized, and a lot of uh, females, of course, that went back. But those 12 crabs, uh, they sorted them out too. They were good, heavy crabs. A lot of crabs, they thought, he said, uh, there's not much meat in them, so it's just a waste of time. So I throw them back, catch them next time when they go dark on the bottom, they get that cross on the bottom, and they're dark and they feel heavy, you know, they're a good crab. Um, but I suppose when they all sat around uh, on the Monday when they got back um, with a cold beer, cooked the crabs up, cooled them down, broke them up, put them in the middle of the table, and they all sat around got stuck into them, uh, you know, they forgot all about how bad the crab was. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's good. Swanny, I... I... We're going to have to, um, for our listeners, uh, look, and I, I don't know you well enough to sledge you, but I'm, I'm just, going to, just going to point out something here. 14.3 degrees Celsius up where you are at the moment. At the moment, yeah. Yeah, heading for a top of 24, and you're calling yeah. that a cold snap. Canberra's one, <laughs> yeah. right, 0.7 of a degree at the moment in Canberra. That's a cold. Uh, I suppose you've got to keep it in perspective, and up in Queensland, I suppose 14 might be a a cold snap, but compared to what it was like down here on Monday, I'll take the 14 cold snap with you any day, my friend. <laughs> yeah, well, I, well, we've had, like I said, we've had single digits early in the week, but that was mainly because uh, we had those clear nights, but we've had overcast conditions, and that holds the heat in a bit, so yeah. you can double, you can, it was usually around the seven with last Monday, as I said. Three degrees, and uh, we were shivering. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. And it is, it's all what you're used to, too, at the right. end of the day. So, Well, that's right, yeah. But it's, it's, I'm just looking out over the trees out the back of the veranda here. There's a big, nasty cloud coming and, and out to sea. And we'll probably get rain again today, and it's, it's blowing. The trees are blowing pretty steady here. And we've had, you know, there's big houses behind us, and they've They've usually blocked the wind a bit, so yeah, we definitely won't be fishing outside this weekend. Brownie points weekend for the outside fishing. Oh, it's Mother's Day, Day tomorrow. Thank you. That's correct. Well done. Yeah. What's your point? <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> One of the best beach sessions we had down when we lived at Smith Lake was Mother's Day with the two neighbours either side. We went down to Toledo Beach and I had a bucket full of. Uh, um, mullet frames. We've been out on the lake catching the sand mullet, beautiful eating mullet on Smith Lake, and uh, I had them in a bucket. 
went down with Charlie. He was no, no longer with us, unfortunately. We lost him a couple of years ago. And, uh, and Jeff, the other next-door neighbour, it's Mother's Day, you can't go fishing. No, well, the way we go. <laughs> yeah, we, we got permission, and uh, we went down there late in the afternoon, and uh, we weren't doing any good. And I had the bucket, I said, I'll shot some burley, and Charlie said, no, you can't burley off the beach. I said, what's this? And I shot the bucket of mullet in, and just the smell and the blood and everything went into the water. Within 15 minutes, every throw, mate, it was a tailor or a salmon. There you go. They just went absolutely ape droppings. And, uh, yeah, we had a ball. <laughs> Don't believe you can't barely off the beach. Okay. No worries. Okay, Swanee and Yvonne, thank you for that. You have a great Mother's Day tomorrow, Yvonne. Thank you, Alan, very much. Thank That's you. That's right. No problem. See you okay, later. Talk to you later. And in, in fairness to Swanee, it can get very, very cold in winter in Queensland. You say you don't want to go up there that week. Brent Bultitude. From July 2024, producers of agricultural, forestry and fishery products will pay a biosecurity protection levy. We've got 118,000 homeless every night in Australia and we're now going to tax fresh food exporters. I also heard they're putting an extra tax on the trucking industry. Yes. That's going to go straight onto everybody's grocery bill. 2SM Sydney with Brent Bultitude. Finance Easy understands that recent times may have been uncertain for business owners and they'll make it simple to get you finance at competitive rates. Finance Easy takes the hassle out of borrowing money, offering a large range of lenders with rates more competitive than the bank. No more meetings with bank managers, no reams of paperwork, just a few clicks on the website. Visit financeeasy.com.au or call 1300 003 003. Australian credit licence number 392 182. It's Ash Barty here. Australian Made Week kicks off on the 15th of May and it's time to champion and celebrate our local makers and growers. Buying authentic Aussie products with the Australian Made logo helps boost our economy, supports local businesses and creates jobs right across the country. So, whether you're doing your weekly shop or buying a gift for someone special, let's back Team Australian Made and look for products carrying the trusted green and gold kangaroo. Because Australian Made makes Australia. Are you building a new home? Well, there's a more affordable way with a PAL Kit Home, Australia's most experienced and trusted kit home supplier for more than 50 years. You can become an owner-builder and manage the building of your own home. PAL guarantee that you can do it even without prior building experience. Find out how you can build your very own home. Go to PAL, that's P-A-L, kithomes.com.au or you can phone them on 1-800-024-912. Peters of Kensington's Bridal Registry Service has been the first choice for couples for nearly 40 years. Peters offers an Australian-wide registry service, not just for weddings, but for any occasion. With their legendary customer service, years of experience and huge range, finding that perfect gift for your big day couldn't be easier. Visit Peters of Kensington, 57 Anzac Parade Kensington or organise your registry online at petersofkensington.com.au Why in the world would you shop anywhere else but Peters of Kensington? If you love golf, you'll love Twin Creeks Golf and Country Club at Luddenham. With an immaculate 18-hole par 72 championship layout, Twin Creeks is an Augusta-like golf challenge unlike any other you've ever played. To make a booking or for more information, call the friendly, helpful staff at Twin Creeks Golf and Country Club on 9670 That's 9670 Or go to the Twin Creeks website, www.twincreeksgolf.com.au. 2SM.
has Sydney talking. More of High Tide on 2SM and the Super Network. Thanks to Shimano. Tomorrow's tackle today. If only I could go. Welcome back to High Tide, everybody. Good to have the pleasure of your company on this Saturday morning. And last Sunday, Blakey and I were talking about some horrible weather coming, and it did. And who do we blame? We blame the bloody weatherman. Paul Burke, good morning. How are you? <laughs> oh, mate. Look, you know what? My jurisdiction closes when we hit sweet heads. <laughs> I, got, yeah. I have enough. And Blakey would know that when he comes up to the beautiful township of 1770. Uh, yes. That, um, you know, come come Queensland, nothing south of the Tweed Heads region matters. <laughs> it blew or actually, abs- should I say, exists. <laughs> exists, that's the one. It blew an absolute gale down here, 11.8 yeah. metres off the buoy at uh, Botany, which gave some yeah. great surfing for the big wave surfers, but didn't yeah. help out the fishers that wanted to head offshore. Is this week going to be no. any better? Yeah, look, mate, uh, yeah, absolutely. You're going to have a big high-pressure system coming across uh, into Victoria uh, tonight, tomorrow, and, and obviously that'll stretch its love. Uh, ice bars will spread out, and you'll have a nice high-pressure system bringing stable weather. So, you know, areas around Ulladulla, you know, further north, um, up towards Batemans Bay, all that sort of area there is going to get some beautiful conditions and leading into Sydney compared to what you have had anyway. Uh, for us, so moderate southeasterlies for southeast Queensland, northern New South Wales, that'll trigger a little bit of, um, I guess, roughness on the coastal bars. Anyone heading out there, you do have that morning run out tide so do expect pressure waves do expect you know choppy conditions on the return because it will be low tide coming to it about 11 o'clock in the morning so you know conditions will be adverse for those in craft smaller than six meters i'd be well aware of and and maybe plan a different day uh but for those over six meters six and a half meters if you're confident in doing that stuff there then uh, you know give it a crack because there's been some awesome fishing out at sea there gentlemen we've had a lot of mahi-mahi on the government fads. So the government fads are 36s off the jumping pin, Gold Coast Seaway, and the 42s. Sea uh, probe charters, Gavin uh, Woodbury, great mate of mine, awesome. The best charter boat we've got to have here in southeast Queensland. This guy rocks. And uh, a 46-kilogram amberjack, so 100 pounds. Oh, holy dooly. Yeah, that's a monster. It's a monster. It took three guys to hold it up and stretch themselves across it. It was massive. Um, and some big, big mahi-mahi as well. So there's a lot of good fish out there but on the tips of everyone's tongues at the moment gentlemen we're talking the cephalopod the squid and gee they are about in numbers one angler reportedly catching upwards of around 55 to 60 uh we're talking arrow squid they are a deeper water squid that come into the estuaries i don't know why but they do they hang deep they're different to the calamari or tiger squid and they they're around in good numbers on the run out tide which is opposite to the tiger squid uh so um at the moment we're, we're planning a trip out um, you know, in the next half an hour to give it a crack there to get the last of the tide today. So I think it, it should be okay. And how big is the squid? Mate, not bad. No, not too big. Uh, not as big as the ones that bite the head of a, uh, of a, of a sperm whale or anything like that. But yeah. more, more so probably, oh, the tubes there, Blakey, you're talking anywhere between sort of four and seven inches. That's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah they're not bad. So the, the thing about the arrow squid, even the tiger squid, you can eat the tentacles and all that sort of stuff there. But the, the arrow squid, you can you can pretty much eat the whole lot, except, yeah. you know, you, you snip off in front of the eyes, you snip off uh, behind the eyes and pull the gullet out and um, and just turn him inside out, give him a scrub. And, you know, the whole thing, is, it's an incredible uh, squid or cephalopod to eat um, and, and done in a nice, crispy uh, you know, salt and pepper sort of a, um, a, a, a flour, which is I did yours last week too, mate. I did yours, Blakey. I did it with the um, with the the flour. A bit of I put a bit of chili on it as well. 
uh, a little bit of oil there, and I put in these spring onions and made it, it was an absolute treat. It was gorgeous. The trick to cooking those is cook them very quickly. Don't leave them there for minutes and minutes and minutes. No, I had I had a, a gentleman send through to our website a, uh, a, a a curried squid dish, and someone else replied, "If you have to, um, <laughs> you know, broil your squid for more than an hour, it's something wrong with it." So, <laughs> <laughs> so so true. Very very hot, fast, and 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 a good oil to use there too is one that doesn't have a, a high flash point. Uh, you want one, you know, one's not going to smoke and burn straight away. You want to get it to nice and hot and it retains the heat without burning the oil. So I'm thinking uh, I like to use a canola oil, but also things like a rice bran oil is a good one. Uh, yeah. And also things like a... Oh, should we have a canola oil? I'll, 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 I'll test something out see how it goes. Okay. <clears throat> yeah, it is, it is great, mate. And we're seeing some other catches coming up here at the moment as well. A lot of blue swimmer crabs. Now, they love the cooler months. They love winter. So we're seeing some good... Blue swimmers uh, coming through at the moment around uh, Waybreak Island uh, on the on the western side, uh, not the eastern side in the seaway. Your pots get sucked out through to the ocean, uh, but around Labrador channels up towards Sovereign Islands, and and then moving into Wellington Point off um, Moreton Bay. But I got to say, the if you're going kayaking out of Wellington Point, you got bigger kahunas than a monkey's uncle <laughs> because the amount of the amount of bull sharks in that region right now is in. Incredible, mate. I've seen some footage. I've seen footage, and I have it on my phone, and I'll send it to you of these guys. Um, uh, you know, a, a husband and wife team out there in there. I think they've got a seafarer, like a vagabond or something. Yeah. And they're they're a pro blue swimmer catchers. Uh, we call them sand crabs up here. So they are pro catchers. So when they pull the pot up, they've got to you know chuck out the old bait, empty the crabs into the bin, sort them, measure them, whatever, and then you know put them back out. There are there would have to be maybe five, ten bull sharks between. You know, one and a half meters and three meters climbing over each other, banging the side of the boat with their teeth going, I want to eat whatever you're about because they know there's food to be coming out, right? They're throwing <laughs> out the old fish. It is nasty. And then right beside them, you've got a, a school of kayakers going past thinking, you know, yeah, we're going out for a beautiful, you know, these are greenies going out for a day. I think great if they're greenies, but just realistically, you've got to be aware that if you are a kayaker, in all honesty, if you are a kayaker and you're in those regions and there are pro fishermen around, my advice is to stay well clear. I've got, uh, I watched some guys that have been uh, sailing the west coast of Australia where crocs are about, and they've got a rubber dinghy, which they call the chew toy. <laughs> <laughs> mate, I, I, was, I was talking to a mate of mine today about crocodiles, and, and you know, a lot of people got to be crack, croc savvy when you go north. And I just recall so many different adventures up there with crocs. And I remember one, I was up there and we're staying at Lakefield National Park. And one of the rangers said, look, you know, the, the local copper, he said, look, as long as you're on a cliff that's about 30 feet above the water, you're going to be okay. So we set up camp above 30 feet above the water. And, you know, we sat there in the afternoon, had a, a couple of beers. And we're looking down on the river below us saying, here's a great spot to throw a line. We're away from the crocs. And then across, the, across this river, which really wasn't that wide, Across the other side of this, this creek, we'll call it, two crocs were having a blue. There was a four-metre and about a three-metre salty. They were having a blue. Mate, the three-metre salty, he climbed so fast up that 10-metre cliff and sat on top like where we were sitting with our chairs. <laughs> My mate and I looked at each other. We went, well, that's BS. We're not sitting here. So we packed up the tent, packed up everything. We, we shuffled on into the bush a little bit further away from the cliff's edge. 
Crocodiles can climb. Hey, me. Blakey, I need to point out to you too, I'm not taking crocodile advice off Paul Bird. I was watching on YouTube. He was up at Gladstone, right? And he says, there's crocs in these waters, but I can see out. I've got a, I've got a good field of range. And I'm looking, all I can see is white water and foam. I'm thinking, my goodness, no way. <laughs> Mate, we hooked, I hooked onto the biggest barramundi there or a thready salmon. I couldn't tell what, it was one of those two. It was a big one, right? And, um, and, and I wasn't really prepared, but, I just had jeans on. This thing ran into the current and ran out the front on a mud bank. Now, that's a place you don't go because, one, your mud bank will suck you down, you know, to your armpits, and, two, when a croc comes out, he just slides across the top and you're done. Well, I took my strides off, took my jeans, I took my shoes off. I didn't want to lose this fish, and out, out I go in my jocks. I got stuck up to the uh, to the kahunas there, and I'm, I, it was a, not a really good look. So I'm sitting down in the mud on my bum, playing this fish right thinking to myself this is really not the best place to be my cameraman he was the smartest because he sat on the dry land about 100 feet behind me laughing his head <laughs> off um so yeah we ended up scrambling back out of there and uh, unfortunately i lost my fish well so to all the greedy kayakers out there if you have a photo of that i'll gladly post that on the facebook page <laughs> absolutely tell us when you're launching and someone <laughs> might tie a mullet to the back <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Bertie, we got to go, my friend. Thank you very much for your time this morning. Hey, no dramas, mate. I'm going squid fishing. I'm going to pack the boat up and head on out, and I hopefully I'll have a good report for you tomorrow on just how well it went. Hey, have you got to step outside today at all? Uh, no, not today, mate, but you can catch up 24-7 on the 7 Plus website anyway. So uh, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, just jump on the 7 Plus website and type in Step Outside Paul Burton, up it comes, or you can jump onto our Step Outside YouTube channel, which has just been updated. And uh, you can have a look at that. Uh, there's plenty of um, fun stuff on that to, to learn and watch and have a bit of fun as well. We're, we're launching new um, YouTube clips three times a week to keep you entertained. Well done. Thanks, Paul. Good on you guys. Have a great day. Thank you time. Paul yeah. birthday. Paul birthday. We. We are launching. We are launching. We are launching. <laughs> that that of, hey, I've got to, I've got to uh, tell you, it doesn't mention the 7 Plus app. If you've got Apple TV, or because that's where I watch it. I just go home and... Bring up the app on my Apple TV. Okay. Go bang, bang, bang. Where's Birdie's show? Uh, step outside. There is bang, and just watch whatever episode okay. I want. So, dude, if you've got the app on your Google Play or whatever, okay. Now, I must mention. I, I should have mentioned it last week. Um, Tellwater, which is Quintrex Stacer, uh, have a price rise on Monday, four point five percent. So, if you're looking in the next couple of months of getting a boat. Blake's Marine today is your last day to be able to get it at the old price. And Quintrex was a, I, we, I grew up with a Quintrex yeah. tinny, and they were a good well, solid. Well, they were built boat. by Terry Quintrell back down here in Carring Bay years ago. Yeah, uh, before Paul Phelan and uh, that got involved with it. Now it's Australia's largest boat builder. But yeah, the station and the Quintrex come out of the same factory. You get people come in and say, "Oh, this is built better than that. That's built better." It is the same people build both boats. I don't know what they're like now, but in those days they had a wider beam, which made them a little bit more. A stable? Uh, wasn't it back? They had a boom. They had the flared bow yeah. on them, uh, which was different. Now the Stacey's got the flared bow. Ah. They've changed the, the other one for it. So, and look, if you're after a boat, um, it's going to be four and a half percent price rise on Monday. So get your orders in today. You hear listening to this, Kieran? Yeah, I'm there. I totally agree with you there. And Yamaha still with their promotion on 30 to 130 horsepower repowers, 5.99% comparison rate. And remember, we have got to wait till August for the boat show here in... Three to six. So they're going to be dearer then. Head on on out to Blake's Marine where it's a boat show every day. Thanks for your time, Al. That's right. Thank you, Mr. Kieran Reekie.
Okay. Talk to you guys tomorrow. Okay. Everybody keep your eye on that sky. And safe boating, everyone. And most importantly, thank you for listening this morning. But as sure as yappies bite your toes, this boyhood story had to end.